Support for today's show comes from Squarespace, who want to support you. They want to set you up with a website on the internet, so you're a person who is uh, searchable and Googleable and sharing your writing, photography, life, anything else you want to put out there. If you want to get online, they're the best way to do it, so head to squarespace.com cracked for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code cracked to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cracked Podcast, the podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt. I'm also known as Schmitty the Clam. I'm also known as Schmitty the Champ. And I am also, also wondering if you are on your way to work or maybe you're on your way back from work, you know, but either way, good for you. Whatever you did today, it was something different from the jobs in the stories in today's episode. And what you did was different in all the best ways, because our topic this week is Strange Jobs the Children of Rich Maniacs Bought Themselves. One more time, that is Strange Jobs the Children of Rich Maniacs Bought Themselves. You may not understand what that is right away, but think about it for a second. It's just someone is a rich maniac, then they have a son or daughter, that person needs some kind of job to do, and the funds of the rich maniac purchase a a very strange job for that kid. So it's sort of a story about wealth. It's a story about surprising people in our world today and in the news in some cases. And I'm thrilled to be joined by like the two perfect guests to talk about that with. Also, I get to tape with them because I'm in New York City for a few days. So surprise, you know, right now I'm talking to you from New York, New York, the city so nice they named it New Amsterdam until the British took over. Anyway, I'm joined by two fantastic comedians and podcasters. One of them is Kate Willett. New guest to the show, Kate Willett is a fantastic comedian who you might have seen on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert recently. Also, she co-hosts a great podcast called Reply Guys, which talks all about politics and feminism and what's going on, and also uh, our modern world's most frustrating Reply Guys. Uh, there are two memes in the food notes today that I think are very useful to know about. Uh, one of them is that Reply Guy concept, which is the kind of person who just butts in on Twitter when especially a lady has voiced an opinion. And so men, many, many men need to uh, correct them, they feel. The other meme we'll uh, get into is a fail son, and I will leave you to read that, but it's a especially sort of left term for guys who uh, are the children of privilege and are just not putting together even though they have that privilege. That's, that's sort of a very simple way to talk about it. And that other meme, I think, first gets mentioned on this one by my other guest, and his name is Eli Uden, a great comic, a swell former staffer at College Humor, and he's one of the co-hosts of What a Time to Be Alive, which is another great podcast. Uh, it's about every strange thing that's going on every week, and uh, they share that with some of the funniest comics in New York. I get to talk to two of the funniest comics in New York today, so let's let you hear it. Please sit back or sit down in your room in your parents' mansion, and ask yourself why you are 17 years old and the general manager of a professional hockey team. That seems like a strange pair of things going on, unless you don't think about it. Either way, here's this episode of the Cracked Podcast with Kate Willett and Eli Uden. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Kate, Eli, I feel like we're talking about some amazing people today. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
in terms of the stories we got here today. I don't I don't know why it does exactly, but New York always makes me think of the wealthy because as you walk through Manhattan, especially yeah. like we're surrounded by the towers of you know uh-huh. people who have money, and it yeah. turns out that the sons and daughters of people who have an insane amount of money can just purchase a job for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that can just be a thing that happens in the world. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a job. A job can be created. That's what they yeah. mean by job creators, is rich people <laughs> making up a job for their son. That's what they mean when they talk about job creation, is that they're like now like, you know, he's the official reviewer of CAD videos on the internet, and I pay him $110 million a year through a shell company, and that's his life. I'm very proud of him, my son Tyler, or whatever it is. Yeah, the rich are creative, huh? They really, they're just out there spitballing and brainstorming and inventing yeah. stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just <laughs> fairly earning billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's because they're smarter than us. They can come up with business models that have no profit, yeah. uh, you know, and then they can be insanely rich for six years before someone is like, hey, this really does not make money. And they're like, well, sorry. And then they get a different company. <laughs> Obviously, we love the rich here. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. another thing about New York. It's what we're <laughs> building up to, yeah. 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 New York has either like very, very rich people and it is also the capital of American socialism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's like five socialist yeah. magazines, like probably 50 or 60 socialist podcasts going on here. And I really think that it's because it's like... You know, if you're not a billionaire, yeah. the injustice is right in your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the if anyone's familiar, there's like a wealth gap. It's like basically that. I feel like if you live in New York, either you go to One Oak three days a week, or <laughs> you just hang out with bartenders all the time. And so yeah. it's like one or the other. It's just that either your friends all like are doctors, or none of your friends have health insurance. There's one or the other. Yeah. I know most of my friends don't have health insurance. I don't have health insurance. Yeah, I have it for another two weeks, I think. A lot of these stories here especially are someone is a billionaire in a small foreign country and then just their child is like, I'm going to be an internet famous celebrity. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Yeah. And one story here is the kid's name is Bera Ivanishvili. And he is the son of the former prime minister of Georgia, as in the, the West Asian country. Yeah. And he, uh, his father, Bidzina Ivanishvili, was recently the prime minister of Georgia and is also an insane billionaire and built a glass and steel, quote unquote, castle overlooking the capital city of Georgia uh, with a shark tank in it, like mm-hmm. a villain. So quite a life. And then he built up all this money and his son said, hey, I'm going to become a rapper. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah. I've chosen this. That's a common one, I think. I don't know why rapper is so prevalent as like a fail son thing, but I, I, it just, it really <laughs> gets there. Because I feel like you can get close as a rapper with like just, as you can kind of, you find out from the story, like with a ton of support. If you can just get really good producers and stuff, it's like, it's going to be okay. It's not quite as good as like when someone tries to be like a professional singer and there would be a point where someone's like, you are not good at singing. Or even a professional comedian. That's a bad one, too. Oh, for yeah. Kids of rich people oh. to try. You know who tried comedy? Who? Jenna Bush. Oh, yeah. As in no Bush way. Twos. Jenna Bush did. Yeah. She she who tried else? stand-up. She did stand-up at New York Comedy Club. Like, the last few years have been a lot of rich comedy because comedy got cool, so then it was like... A thing that people were trying to do. It's full of rich, hot people now. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of like ASOS models that have decided (laughs) to dip their toe. Anytime some artist or comedian or whatever emerges and people are like, the meteoric rise of blah, out of nowhere, overnight success. If you go Uh, to their Wikipedia, it's like they're always just nepotistic. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, (laughs) well, they're 
father owns Def Jam Records, so he probably helped them out like a little bit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like Ariana Grande. I found out her parents are like billionaires, and oh, so they really? just oh. like they were just like you can perform for all of our friends, and then. Yeah, not to, you know, that seemed, good yeah. for her. <laughs> At least she's really talented, too. Yeah, she is good. Yeah, sure. that's true. Because also, mm. sometimes they'll, like, change their last name in order to, mm. I, especially I feel like actors, when they're suddenly a thing, they'll yeah. change their last name so they don't match their incredibly famous actor parent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just hidden. And this guy, uh, Bera Ivanishvili, his rap name is just Bera, all caps. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he he just said... Okay, my father has a net worth that's about half of George's GDP. And so he was like, okay, I'm going to hire a bunch of extremely professional producers, start my own label, buy a TV channel. And by age 16, he had fully professional music videos of mm-hmm. him rapping because they just had an enormous Georgian bankroll to do it. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that's you, you don't need to rent out space. You just be like, your restaurant is closing today. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm doing a video, so I don't know. If, deal with that, like, yeah, folks. There will be links in the footnotes where you can see uh, the music video for this and a couple other people. But we're gonna uh, have you hear a little bit of the song "Summertime" by Barra, featuring Lil Play. All the rapping and singing you're about to hear is the voice of the son of a Georgian, like light dictator, like uh, <laughs> a light one of those. So here we go. This is an incredibly blonde man in a convertible in the musical. Yeah, I just, I'm looking at this picture. There it was. So that's a bit of it. That's what it sounds like. If you'd asked me, I would not have thought it was from, like one of these fail son things. Yeah. It's obviously you can hire really good producers because that is. It's okay. Yeah. It's it, like, not amazing, but it's not terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. What I was saying before was like, if I was at a party and that came on on the playlist, it wouldn't be like record scratch. Everyone like, what is no. this song? You'd just be like, this is just a summertime. <laughs> he sounds like another rapper. He's doing like, like it sounds good, but I think it's because he's just doing a very accurate impression of like Isaiah Rashad or like Kendrick Lamar kind well, of. Well, it's really heavy auto tune. Oh yeah. So that's definitely part of why it sounds like a lot of other rap songs. Like it's very funny when a, a foreign rapper wants to sound like an American rapper and then also ends up choosing like a very specific geographical like subset of rap. Like it'll be some guy who's from like he's like an Italian rapper and then he's like, but I'm specifically gonna sound like Bun B. I'm gonna sound like a Houston like trap rapper. And like it's just so strange, right. the whole thing. So that guy sounds like He's like from Georgia. He's the son of this, you know, as you said, light <laughs> dictator. But he's like, I am specifically going to sound like I'm from Oakland. Like, it's just yeah, strange. The, the video is like extremely California. They linger on a California plate on the yeah. car and everything. And, well, yeah. And I think I said his his like idol is Tupac, which like, okay. Like, that's like, why even say that? <laughs> like, sure. You know, everybody likes... That all makes a lot of sense knowing he loves Tupac because he's clearly just listened to an insane amount of West Coast rap and then... It, is just like, I'm going to do an impression of them yeah. as best I can. I don't know what Georgian summertime is like, but I I would like to know. Ooh, I would imagine it's pretty hot. I guess. Yeah. yeah. According to the song. You know? yeah. 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 Maybe he thought about like, I'm in Georgia. What about like Atlanta style rapping? No, too A to B. Too yeah. A to B. I can't do it. <laughs> too obvious. Everyone too obvious. will know. <laughs> yeah. For the amount of money they threw at it, he did come out with like something that would... If that was on my like Spotify Discover Weekly, I'd be like, 
who is this? Uh, it was like, I'm not going to yeah. pursue this person's work, but it's I'm not hating the song itself. Yeah, because he's, he's working with producers that have worked with Beyonce and Will Smith and Lady Gaga, yeah, and many other people. And so, and and the music video, as you folks will see, is is professional quality. Like yeah. he just just his dad with a villain Shark Tank lair <laughs> above the capital of the country of Georgia. Yeah, the Shark Tank lent must be him in every money. music video, right? That's the thing too. Shoot it there. Yeah, like, how hardcore, you know? Uh huh. Literally a mansion. Literally a villain's mansion. Just do it there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess the what it sounds like to me is it sounds like when like it's like good royalty free hip hop. Yeah. Where you hear it in like, you know, some film that like didn't have enough money to license a real song. So they're like, This sounds like songs you would like. You know. <laughs> Close. I can't tell if he's famous for the rapping still or just for being some sort of blonde strange celebrity. Uh, yeah. but his Instagram at Barra Official has over a million followers. And it's mostly pictures of him being as bleach blonde as possible and like muscular on beaches, also with his new wife and his new son. I feel like there's a whole like social circle of children of incredibly powerful international people who just like spend time together. I don't understand it, but it's a whole world. I'm really thinking about trying to become uh, a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Really help my comedy career. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Anyone got any ideas? Tweet tweeted us with ideas for how to make one billion dollars. Yeah, right. we're sitting here telling each other stories like idiots when we could be gathering one billion dollars. Yeah, I yeah. also he is very muscular. <laughs> I'm looking at his Instagram, but I'd like to say that is also probably because he has the money to hire personal trainers. He yeah, he's, he's he sort of he, he sort of like looks a like a pack. he looks like a Rutger Hauer character. Oh, he looks very. Uh, he I think honestly, he has albinism. Can I say that he looks mean? He looks, looks what? Mean. I think he looks mean. Yeah. He's very scowly. <laughs> You're asking permission to be like, he looks unkind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. We're in the US, so you can say that. But if we were in Georgia, you would be in yeah. stocks. Yeah. yeah. I think he does genuinely have albinism, though. Yeah, he, he sort of might. Like, I thought his hair was dyed in the video, but he seems to just be extremely platinum everything. That's, like, also funny, because, like, even one thing, he, he can't even be the first albino rapper. Brother Ali, who, so there's already... A rapper with albinism. Can't even claim that as his first thing. So just behind it. He's really ripped, though. I will say that. Yeah, he's doing it. Yeah. Maybe maybe go to Tupac his, influence. Yeah, go to, his, go to his Instagram and check out his obliques. They're pretty nuts. <laughs> well, and, also, and we can look at more pretty similar stories. And one of them, I think, Kate, you picked this one out in particular. He's being excited about it. It's this guy named Amin Agalarov. I liked his name. Yeah. That's part of the reason I picked it out. Yeah, it's, yeah. Fun. it's E-M-I-N and then Agalarov. Uh, if folks want to find him on Instagram, he's Emin Official, has 1.6 million followers. <laughs> I'm following all these guys. I'm not uh, even going to lie. These are great follows of this show. Yeah. Yeah. He's the son of a Russian Azerbaijani billionaire. Mm-hmm. I also liked that. I liked the idea of a Russian Azerbaijani billionaire. <laughs> yeah. I thought I could pronounce it, but I was wrong. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, <lot>. yeah. <laughs> Azerbaijan, yeah. <laughs> Kate, do you want to talk about the story of this Amin fella a little bit? Yeah, so uh, he looks kind of like uh, Don Jr. And he uh, made a music video to parody Russiagate. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, play a little bit of the song so people can hear it. But also, yeah. if you want to go check out the video, this is the song Got Me Good by Emin from the Emin official. Uh, I thought it was Emin, and I thought it was Emin because I was imagining him like the Russian version of Eminem. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just Just a little shorter. um, Yeah. (laughs) Just remove the nem. You always keep changing. So the same thing. Every conversation makes a word. But I just can't help it. When you keep calling out for more. Wish you at least said let's break up. So we've got him uh, surrounded by impersonators of Hillary and Stormy and Donald Trump and all these different people oh, from man. Stormy Daniels. Uh, just the past several years. Remember that? that. It feels like. Yeah, and the Donald wow. Trump guy looks like pretty realistic, honestly. He's very yeah. orange. Yeah. <laughs> but We'd I, like insult him if it looked too too bad. Yeah, I chose this one because uh, people have really been back on the Russiagate stuff. I feel like Russiagate is, you know, there's definitely truth in it, but it has it has become the full liberal QAnon. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's just, it's, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll take a look at an old friend's stuff, and it'll just be yeah. like this or that, like you know, like these like deep Russia conspiracies. There's some facts of it, but once it ventures way off the known facts, it uh, it becomes our QAnon. The weirdest thing with this Amin guy is that as far as the Russia gate overall ties between the Trump campaigns and the Russians, if there are any, it's probably from the, in particular, Trump Tower June 2016 meeting of Don mm. Jr., Paul Manafort, Jared Kushner, and Russians claiming to have dirt on Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And Amin Aglarov was involved in arranging the meeting. <laughs> uh, he was actually like a guy who helped put it oh, together. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was and, like the coordinator. Yeah. And yeah. then now he, in his just like, he's just like a smooth pop singer, as folks mm-hmm. heard. We'll play a little bit of his song, Never Enough, as well, which is just another pop song. But he like. He just does like these smooth pop songs. And then one of his videos is also some kind of intended joke about like, can you believe I was involved in international crimes? Ah, wild. Both of his songs have sounded like they have two drum tracks poorly layered over each other. (laughs) I will say, whoever the Georgian guy is, miles better than this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This guy should have made a song about summertime too. Yeah, that's That's an easy one. Yeah. This okay. sounds like a... Oh, God. Forget this guy. But anyway, that's Amin Agalarov. Yeah. I hope that he, like with him, it, eventually the details come out that since he arranged the, the Trump Tower meeting, it was just like exactly like a VIP table at like the club. Like they walked in. <laughs> there were like bottles of Ciroc with sparklers there. There's like some... There's like a, like a scantily clad server that they had to be like, yeah, you can't be in here for this. You have to... <laughs> just like with a, on a tray, an ice bucket, just full on like your, you know... Like at a, a, a private table at the club. Yeah, it's very, very like satin shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The chest hair is sticking out. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, the ra- just I? the shiniest. So I shouldn't yeah. be wearing that? That's yeah. bad? Okay. Yeah. All right. I see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just a silk. You are wearing a, a deep, deep silk uh, kind of robe yeah. shirt hybrid. That, yeah. Yeah. We should say that. Yeah, yeah. It's just That's deep. what I had my tailor make. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and also people who want to be super famous, I think they do crazy things like these music videos these people are making. Amin also performed at the 2013 Miss Universe pageant mm-hmm. in Moscow because yeah. his father is tied closely to Putin and Trump. And so yeah. they're, they're right in the middle of all this. And we've got two more musicians. Let's do them and then do anything mm-hmm. else. Okay. Yeah. One of them is Gulnara Karimova, who is a pop singer and good for Gulnara. She's also the daughter of... Islam Karimov, who uh, was the brutal dictator of Uzbekistan for 27 years, <laughs> uh, and according to the Washington Post, would boil his enemies alive at oh, times. Oh, yeah, that's really messed up. I, that's I, bad. Yeah. 
You gotta not do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I'm yeah. against it. <laughs> I'm, I'll go, also go on the record saying don't don't boil people alive. Don't do it. That's bad news. Don't yeah. make people soup. It's not good. <laughs> don't do any of that. Yeah. Very bad. I know someone who did Peace Corps in Uzbekistan. Really? Yeah. I think they went home early. I think it was. I think it was really dangerous <laughs> in Uzbekistan for a while. Yeah. Oh, did they get? They just they're like, sure, I'll go to Uzbekistan, and then the Peace Corps people were like. That's like a pretty advanced assignment. I think they had to, <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, they had to be like all taken out of Uzbekistan. Oh really? Yeah. They're all taken hostage. It had to be I don't know bargained what's going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think those I think those uh Central Asian countries have had a lot of tumults. Yeah, tumults. I, I don't know as much about world affairs in that region of the world as I oh, should I'm, really. I'm very not knowledgeable, but when someone says they've been boiling people, I have to assume there was a dark period <laughs> in their history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, it shows above megalomania and whatever would cause you to become a dictator and just, you know, like becoming a sociopath and all that, that there is just like another level of just strange, like brain worm going on that's like, it's not enough to be evil. I need to be cartoonishly evil. I guess just sadism. You just are also a sadist. I watch a lot of Criminal Minds, so yeah, I'm pretty dialed in on Yeah, maybe you want the stories to get around, you know, so no one messes with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no one tries to make you not the dictator. Because I can imagine yeah. if you are a dictator, there's a lot of people who are like, no either thanks. I don't want that you to be my dictator or I would like to be the dictator instead of you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's like a high risk for and you enemies. Be, you have to be a really bad dictator if you boiled somebody and everybody didn't stop. Yeah. Because I would be like... <laughs> Even if I felt pretty strongly, I'd be like, well, I was ready to give my life for the resistance, but I'm not about to get boiled. Like, yeah. that's, that's intense. I'm going to back off. Like, I'm going to wave a little Uzbeki flag. <laughs> I'm, I'm on your team. Please don't boil me alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And this dictator passed away in 2016. Um, oh, but rip, until rip. Then, I feel like with a dictator, we could just say they died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he passed away. Passed away like, like, like it's your um, sweet old grandma or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Becky dictator passed away surrounded by loved ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gently uh, yeah. in his sleep. Yeah. Please donations, not flowers. Um, yeah. But he. Yeah. So he dies, and then he's uh, down in hell, running it now. Yes, <laughs> that is literally. One would what... say he might be boiling in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that I was also like boiling people is, I believe, actually a hell thing. Like that's oh, that seems straight up. Canon. Like yeah, it's like it's like that is what literal Satan does to punish people who have been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bad. So he gets down there and he's like, I have a couple tips here actually. You guys he's like he's like he's down there modernizing hell to make them more efficiently be able to boil people. Yeah. You know. So before he passed away, he was building up his daughter, who also super wanted this to be a pop star. Her pop mm-hmm. name was Gugusha. Her full name yeah. is Gulnari Karimova. But she tried to build a whole pop career. Uh, we'll play a little bit of her song here. It's called Round Run. And it's got a definite like club beat to it. Uh, and apparently they would also play her music like in public spaces in the country, whether or not people wanted to hear it. But here's her singing under the beat. Just in malls. Yeah. <laughs> And then in the video here, it's her just sitting in a car and singing while a guy does parkour all over an Uzbek scene. Oh, nice. This What's sounds like the music that they would keep you up to torture you with in 
yeah. the jail where they don't want you to lay down. Yeah, yeah. You'd be you'd be rocking in a in a padded room like round run, round run, you know? Yeah. Also, round run <laughs> is an insane name. It's it sounds like the lyrics are like running round, running round, and then she's like, I'll name it round run, like that phrase. And I'm just like, what are you doing exactly? <laughs> but yeah, that one just sort of sounds like European techno a yeah. bit. You know? More yeah. sad and shirt music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very, very sad. And look, I love, I love occasionally some terrible European techno, but uh, that's just a next level. You gotta enjoy. Yeah. it. I have to just think the guy's a weirdo. I don't want to know that they're a dictator's daughter, <laughs> like that. Because also, like being a fan of art, you know, like so often you like something and then you find out, oh, the person who made this is crazy or, yeah. or a maniac. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, well, at least it's amazing art, yeah. right? Like I'm, I'm mad about that and the art moved me. I got to figure out what to do, what to separate it. Right. Yeah. But these folks are just turning their their dictator parent money into very generic music. Yeah. <laughs> Not innovating at all. Yeah. yeah. It's they're really you know turning gold into coal or whatever diamonds into coal like it's just they're outputting just this aggressively mediocre music it's kind of almost even worse because it's not so bad like it would kind of be good if it was so aggressively bad that it was like providing entertainment to people i mean i guess it is right now on this podcast but it's like it's it's so much more infuriating (laughs) to be there just like yeah i just made some like mediocre techno it's like god you can do that for free. You can do that. Just download a Fruity Loops trial. It's so easy to make mediocre techno, <laughs> but they spent millions of dollars to do it. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, also, um, Gugusha lost a power struggle to her father before his death, so she doesn't have an amazing Instagram account. She's in. She was jailed uh, oh. by like the, her own father's regime. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Gugusha, that is such a weird name. Yeah that, yeah, that ties in with the round run thing, where it's just like, what is? Yeah, you have like a questionable grasp of like kind of what isn't an, a good thing to say or be like a goosh is never even if you were very good at one point some manager would be like you gotta drop gagusha because that <laughs> it sounds more like like a dragon quest enemy that would pop up one more child of, of a crazy person here the child is melissa plancarte melissa now that's the name i can yeah. uh, pronounce no yeah. i can vibe with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> And she's the daughter of Enrique Plancarte Solis, who was one of the leaders of the Knights Templar drug cartel in Michoacan, Mexico. So he was a very high-ranking drug cartel member. And then it was kind of secret that she was his daughter. Like, she was trying to launch her pop career without the whole cartel element. Because, like, did she go by his last name? Was she going by Melissa Plancarte and no one noticed? That kind of came in later, I think, because her father uh, was killed in a, a battle with the Mexican Navy. So then that I think they just went ahead with it. Oh, he was killed? He didn't pass away? <laughs> <laughs> was he sunk by the yes. Mexican Navy? <laughs> I've learned to be tough now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it was in 2014, it was kind of secret that she was his daughter. And then there was a militia battling his cartel in Michoacan. And they found out about this and started posting all over Facebook that the two were related to try to embarrass the cartel leader (laughs) to weaken his support. The the music was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Her genre is Grupera, which is a a regional kind of uh, Mexican rock music. And here is part of her song, No Es Por Ti. So here we go. Yeah, so you've heard this kind of music before, right? Yeah. 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 It's really aggressive horns. This, yeah, really this sounds like uh This just sounds like something I would hear on the radio. Yeah. 
in a bodega or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or in California. Yeah. yeah, really anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just to walk around like my neighborhood in Bushwick. I think that's what's so scary about it is that this one is just like, you wouldn't know that that's a drug cartel leader's daughter. No, absolutely not. You'd just be like, oh, this is some music. Yeah, just like murder directly financed this. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, this is fine. Again, it, it's like ties in this thing where it's like, it sucks that it's mediocre, that it's just like regular music. If it was just, I want it to be so insanely bad, but it's not. It's just like, yeah, this sounds like most of the people that won't make it trying to make music or whatever. Right. <laughs> and also the music video for this, and if folks want to see it, they can. There's parts where she's dancing through, and dancing is generous, but uh, there's yeah. parts where she's in like a very just beautiful old stone building. And it turned out that when she put out the music video, people noticed, hey, that is the old Palace of Justice in the state of Michoacan, which is like a government building, a historic building. And yeah. basically they figured out that she stole a bunch of shots in like a very important government building while being the daughter of a, a crazy, horrible cartel leader. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the government of the state tried to investigate, and the governor of, of it said that probably a janitor let them in and blamed it on that. And so there was a whole like local news dust-up corruption thing around it. So it's basically, it would be like if like, one of the Gotti's sons like filmed a rap video in the Library of Congress. And people yeah. were like, is that the Library of Congress? <laughs> and like, yeah, probably a janitor. Because you know, big government buildings, when at night there's only a janitor there. It's like the fucking night at the museum. It's just one janitor <laughs> for important government buildings. There's no key cards. There's no swipe-ins. No, it's just right. one old man with a push-brew mustache and like a little cap and a big <laughs> ring of keys. It's in charge of it. And it is Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep going on that. Yeah, those... And he is a math genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Just his best friend up all this. Is, ma- is Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is all accurate. Yeah. Uh, that's how it happened. It's all for so little. That's the, I think that's what with all fail son stuff is like, it's so not worth... It's so much money for just like nothing. Things that have no effect on the world at all. Yeah, so that really is, that is like the kind of quiet theme of this podcast is uh, how to be a fail son or a fail daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this sort of wasted money, someone has to tell you about it. They're like, hey, did you know an amount of money that could absolutely like revitalize a community or something went into making a single with like 39,000 hits on YouTube? And it's just like, yeah. wow, man, that sucks. <laughs> it's so much worse somehow. <laughs> I want to at least see the money burn in front of me. I don't want to just have it kind of like quietly just go down a drain yeah, in yeah. Ukraine somewhere. Because also she went into the music career and still on her Instagram, Melissa Plancarte Official, 129,000 followers. But she describes as a cantante, but also most of the posts are like cute family kind mm-hmm. of stuff, you know, like like homemaking kind of stuff. And so I think she's pivoted out of music completely. Even though, you know, it took so much drug money to fund getting her in there in the first place. Yeah, it's pretty easy to home make when you have unlimited money. Yeah. We got another story here about Wyatt Coke. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're all very excited about it. Old fave. Yeah. Old fave is right. Yeah, like he's almost a throwback at this point Mm -hmm. of like weird children. Yeah, we knew about (laughs) him, I think, for the first time in... Oh, maybe, I don't know, 2014, 2015? I think it was before Trump. Because yeah. it was still when people were His like, isn't this funny? Business, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His little shirt business. <laughs> it's the best way to describe most of these things. They're little, they're little music videos. She's making her little music videos. So one of his uncles died 
last year. His mm-hmm. uncles are uh, passed away. Yeah, because yeah, he's the he's the son of Bill Coke, and then Bill's brothers include David Coke and Charles Coke, who are the Coke brothers. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I guess all three are Coke brothers. But when people say the Coke brothers, they don't they leave yeah, out why yeah. it's sad. Well, also we'll link about there's also a Frederick, and I guess David and Charles beat Bill and Frederick in some kind of legal proceeding, and that's why David and Charles are the Coke brothers, and <laughs> Bill beat, and Frederick are just other Cokes. The bonus, <laughs> very Cokes. confusing. They beat them in some sort of ritual battle, and that allowed them to. <laughs> the mantle of the Koch brothers and, you know, funnel money into everything. Honestly, I feel like founding a little shirt business is probably the best thing they've done with their money. Yeah. 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 It it is not funding right-wing dark money organizations to elect (laughs) fascists, and it is certainly not preventing climate action, lobbying against climate action, or funding fossil fuels. So yeah, little shirts it is, man. Yeah, you know, they they make these horrific, you know, if you haven't gone there. Describe the shirts, yeah. I would generously describe them. uh, They are the nth level of a going out shirt for like a very boring person. They have like really (laughs) bright all over patterns, which like everybody loves an all over pattern shirt, a little Hawaiian shirt. These are like, crazy patterns they're made in like we were saying before just like stiff rayon i feel like the example is of him in the in the photo in this article is him in a black these are button down shirts too they're like i don't think you could in good conscience call them dress shirts so it's pink handcuffs and then teal keys which is a just a weird one all over they look like a carpet at a bowling alley or the upholstery on old bus seats like when they tried to make buses fun for a while and like toronto i feel like you'd see this so they're really awful the patterns are like relentless yeah it's like don't let your eyes stop yeah they're taking things in if you saw one in the wild you'd be like is there a black light that like on that i don't know about it's like that bright (laughs) just like usual liar bullshit is like all of my designs come from my experiences so it's like when were you in pink handcuffs (laughs) like what does that mean but i was like things like when they let out these horrifically ugly shirts and they don't sell, and then they end up at TJ Maxx or Marshall's clearance rack, then they're available at a very discounted price to, this is probably the best. loser the, dads. Yeah. They're like, this is the <laughs> nicest thing the Cokes have ever done for the lower income. Because they're like, we've managed to make shirts that are completely unsaleable and will be available at a very low price at some point. Rich conservative politics families, there is one million things that they do that are horrific, almost all of them, but they do dress well. I feel like more than almost anything else, his parents hate this company because they just think it's like on a very straightforward level, they're like, these are ugly clothes. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're just like, these aren't good. These, no, you know? Like, does, they, do you have to wear them ever? Would you, would, does he, like, when he comes home for Thanksgiving, does, oh. <laughs> do they have to, like, put on the flamingo shirts and whatever? Oh, right. my God. It's the well, money you're... one, the toaster one. Yeah. So bad. They're all so bad. <laughs> They're, like, Instagram ads you would not click on. And, yeah, he did also change his name. He, did, he's, he went by Wyatt Ingraham instead of Wyatt Coke. Yeah, that's the, and that's the name of the brand and everything. And But uh, I, I feel like also they're not super creative as fashions like most fashions i want to be surprised by the way it's cut or something these are just button-down shirts with one object really loudly printed as a pattern oh all the yeah time. 
in, a, uh, in like an obnoxious it. material. Yeah, and like GQ reached out to the company's marketing rep and asked like where did they come from? And uh, one of the things the rep said was, "quote He has roots in New York. He has a lot of connections to New York. So he had a yellow taxi shirt idea." Or he lives down here in Palm Beach, so one of the shirts he has is with palm trees all over it. And yeah. quote, like he just sees an object and is like, "What if that was brightly on a shirt?" Yeah, and that's his entire job. <laughs> yeah, that's all he like does. A, like a baby would do, where you just point at objects and and say them. Yeah, <laughs> and they do that. I'm trying to figure out if this if this company is still fuels. in business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of them are like <laughs> like like tone deaf as well. Like there's one that's covered in money bags, and there's yeah. one with the handcuffs all over it. It's like. Wow, you're not even... <laughs> yeah. Every single part of this. <laughs> hey, hey you, Very Cool Cracked podcast listener. Yes, I'm talking to you specifically, and the other people, but you get it. Turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. That's what we'd like you to do. Uh, there's probably something that you would like to put out there on the internet. I don't know what it is, only you do in your head there. Oh, what a cool thing to know. Hey, you can build a website with a beautiful template created by a world-class designer that can be customized any way you want to customize it. With just a few clicks, it becomes totally personal to you and wonderfully designed for anything you want to do with it. Squarespace sites are also optimized for mobile right out of the box. The device you might be listening to this podcast on, uh, why don't you take that and fire up a few just random websites on the internet? You'll probably find that not all of them look great. Oh, sure, sure, some of them do, probably because they were built by Squarespace, uh, but the other ones might look all weird and wacky and, and like part of the right side is just cut off and you're dragging and trying to fix it. If you have a Squarespace site, that will not be the experience uh, for people looking at you.com or you.net, or whatever other domain you want to have. Squarespace makes buying domains simple, by the way. Uh, it's a very easy way to get exactly the name you want for your site, something easy to tell people, easy to share, easy to drive people over with. That's enough of me talking about it. Why don't you experience it? Head to squarespace.com cracked for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code cracked to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com cracked, offer code cracked. There's one story here about Jimmy Galante and his son, AJ. And the thing about Jimmy is that uh, Jimmy Galante was described by the New York Times as, quote, a Danbury trash hauler suspected of mob ties who had a story right out of The Sopranos. Because Danbury, Connecticut, I don't, I don't know much about the town, but it's where Jimmy Galante built a garbage truck business that was apparently really the mafia. Who oh, among nice. us has not? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, tale as old as time. It's good yeah. salt of the earth mafia stuff. He had a son who was a 17-year-old hockey player who wrecked his knee in senior year of playing like high school hockey. The classic. And so Jimmy said, I'm a mob boss with a bunch of money. How do I make my, my hockey son happy? And so he bought a hockey team and made his son the general manager and coach uh -huh. uh, at 17 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which Gen is, which is really a dark Disney movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like in a in dual role, like general manager and coach, something that is difficult to juggle for the like best coaches and gyms in the world. They're like, <laughs> they can't really, it's kind of difficult. Part of me hopes that it was kind of, you know, when like your parents, like there's one thing you liked when you were a kid and then they can never 
understand that you may not still love that as much. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I kind of hope this could like hated hockey, but his dad was just like, "You like <laughs> hockey, don't you? Look, I bought a, a team for you." Oh my god, yeah. I liked choir when I was growing up. And yeah. Every time I go home, my mom's like, "Do you ever like to sing in a choir anymore?" <laughs> oh. uh, no, I absolutely yeah. don't. You ever go to one of those Brooklyn choirs? One of those Brooklyn choir meetups? <laughs> <laughs> Hang out. Yeah. So I hope he was like had the same thing. Where he was just like, "You played hockey when you were a kid. You always had fun." And then this kid just had to run a hot. I will yeah. say they're going to fail. But <laughs> yes, being the coach and GM of a hockey team, this is requires the most effort of any of those things that have happened. Like this is legitimately a lot of work. I doubt he did any of it. Because it seems like he was pretty nominally the coach, but he loved being the GM yeah. because uh, his dad bought a United Hockey League team and moved it to Danbury, Connecticut. They made the team name the the Trashers. Like the logo was a trash can that, with with hardcore eyes the, and the playing trashers. hockey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the logo was a trash can. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, actually. no, it's this kinda is kind of. I would go yeah. see this team. The logo I've, being a trash can sounds like it could be a logo of a comedy team. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, that's pretty good. I think minor league hockey teams automatically have an element of comedy to them. Yeah, yeah they sort of know you're there just to like. Danbury didn't really have a hockey stadium, so he yeah. just put them in the youth rink that his son liked oh, and yeah. then started building seats in it. And then uh, A.J. Galante, suddenly 17-year-old GM of a team, uh, according to a story in The Atlantic, quote, A.J. did one of his first press calls on a cell phone in a new Fairfield High School hallway. Uh, the interview ending abruptly when a teacher walked by. <laughs> quote, so he was just like a high school kid who's suddenly picking all the players for a hockey team. And so he did like a very high school boy approach to it, which is yeah. that first he signed Brent Gretzky, the brother of Wayne Gretzky, mm -hmm. because he's a Gretzky. And then he went on to hockeyfights.com and looked for his like favorite <laughs> videos and signed to the guys from the best hockey fights. How did this fail? <laughs> Honestly, I would love to go to a minor league hockey team where they're just like, these are the meanest guys we could find. I would watch that every time. Yeah. This is like, are they still around? I feel like they're like, they stumbled into something fantastic. They ended up mobbing up the approach to it because technically this United Hockey League, which is a minor league, they had a salary cap of $275,000. Mm -hmm. And so the Galantes just started giving no-show jobs to the players and their wives to pay their more above the salary cap, yeah. which is a crime. Like, you're not allowed yeah. to do that. And so then, because of that and other mob stuff, Jimmy Galante was arrested and jailed in 2006, partly for the fraud with the hockey team, and mm -hmm. then the feds acquired the team and disbanded it after two seasons. Why do the feds give a shit? Why is that part of the end game for them, is to disband <laughs> the team? Just, I don't know, yell at them, but why are you going to, like... Waste yeah. the time and paperwork to like get in and make sure the trashers are dead forever. <laughs> like, also, wasn't it that of the salary cap, this unknown Gretzky brother was like fully 50% of it was just hiring him? Yeah, they were giving him $100,000 a year, which was by far the most anyone in that league <laughs> made. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and most of the caps, so then you needed to cheat to just field the rest of a team. Yeah. Did this Gretzky brother like play hockey? I feel like there's a chance he didn't even play hockey. They're just like, you're a Gretzky. Lace yeah. up, get out there. The story says he was some kind of minor leaguer who had done pretty well in like very low rungs of the minors. Oh, yeah. Uh, and was 32 and probably on the <laughs> tail end. He just did like, like if I was allowed to run a team when I was 17, I would have just picked like Michael Jordan's brother if yeah. he had one. You know, like I would get all my favorite dudes. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's almost like, why not just hire 
like amateur boxers and like teach them how to ice skate and just be like, this is this game's gonna be wild. We're gonna score <laughs> no points. We're gonna be have like one guy on the ice. The penalty box is gonna be full. Yeah, and just make money off of attendance. <laughs> just being like, this is the most violent team you've ever seen. The greatest show on earth. I think you get people. Yeah, he just sing. leaned into the magic of hockey fights. Like mm-hmm. He really went to hockeyfights.com and said, who is the most fun in these hockey fight videos? Yeah. I got a little lost for a second because I don't understand hockey at all. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. the, well, the main thing is like fighting's like not allowed, but it's like kind of allowed. Oh, yes. okay. Love yeah. that. Love to see it. Yeah, like you're not supposed to fight people, but if you do, they're just like... Come on. Yeah, you're actually allowed to like punch and stuff or Oh yeah. Yeah. Full on. You get like the the game will be happening and then just suddenly two guys will start grabbing each other and punching at each other and yeah. everyone like pauses. They're like, "Oh, let's give them time for the fight." Yeah. And then well, later really... they break the rest it up. stop it, but like kind of stop it when someone has won. <laughs> like Yes. <laughs> you see cuz they do it's it's very fun. They go throw off their when it when it's time to throw down. They like throw off their gloves, and so you just see two people like throw gloves on the ice, and then they just circle each other, and then it's really that's funny. really funny. That's yeah. uh, that's so cartoonish. And then there's one more story here, and I think Eli in particular picked this one out because it's the oh, yeah. tale of Howard Buffett. And discovering this tale, I realized, oh yeah, Warren Buffett has kids. Also, Warren Buffett is the one parent that's different from the rest of these in these stories because he's not a, a mobster or a dictator. Yeah, or he, he doesn't he's boil just a anybody alive, and he's... who, who uh, does some good causes and stuff. Yeah, so. Howard Buffett. Also, he looks really old for being Warren Buffett's son. Uh, maybe just Warren Buffett had like a very young. Yeah, he is. Child. He's he's sixty four years old. So yeah, so he's an the, older guy. This is the worst one to me because, like I said, everything else is like weirdly just siphoning funds from dictators to like make music videos. Yeah. But this one is actively awful. Where basically Howard Buffett clearly has a little fantasy of. Being like a, a gun vigilante, he wants to be Rambo or whatever, you know, he's just doing that. So he has just kind of taken a lot of Warren Buffett's money and then through a combination of building his own weird little fake government military building and just funneling money into the sheriff's department in Cochise County, which I only uh, know. Cochise. Cochise. Yeah. He just like basically spends all this money to pretend that he's Rambo at the border. He goes down to the border and he walks around with like an AK. He's just like, I'm patrolling. That's always his thing, like air quotes. He's like, I'm patrolling. And it's just him wanting to, basically he wants to point guns at people and if he does it at the border, he has enough fake of an excuse to be like, I'm actually helping by walking around with an assault rifle. This isn't just me being insane and you know (laughs) compensating. Like it's just actually me guarding our country. He was just doing it on his own, like vigilante shit, and then he he donated like millions of dollars by buying tanks and other unnecessary stuff for the, the, the police around there. Yeah. And now he's just like kind of a weird, I think at this point he's like some weird version of a deputy that he's just like, but it's like, yeah, you wanted to point guns at people and like feel like a big man. That sucks. So gross. Sucks. Really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because his land down there, he built a ranch, and it has a compound with a 100-foot surveillance tower, and the ranch has 4.5 miles of border with Sonora, Mexico. Yeah. And so he just, like, hangs out in his compound, and, and like, he told himself he's defending the country from people coming over. Yeah, it's uh, just... Which is just terrifying. Really weird. So gross. Yeah. He just wants, like, Wild West shit, and so it's like, this is the one place where I can pretend there's always a reason to have a gun out. 
and which is not even true. It's like <laughs> you're not just get in the Ren Fair, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Go joust or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's dude. That's what some of these people like. Like some gun nuts. It's just like a different weird Ren Fair where like instead of like dressing up like a knight, you want to dress up like a Vietnam army member. Like you just want to have camo on and be Rambo and and carry on an M4. And it's like you're just like a weirder like. Renfair person. Yes. Yeah. Or like Civil War reenactors. Yeah. It's, it's just, just like cos- it's like cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is your. It's he's lar- doing. It's a, it's a LARP. He's doing. Except ran- it's a LARP with consequences F- to human life. Yeah. 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 It's it's a LARP where half of the people don't know they're LARPing and are trying to improve their life. Yep, uh, it's imposing. It's disgusting. Yeah, we're getting a lot of this from a great uh, article in the Phoenix New Times, which is an alt-weekly down there. But it has a picture of him with a couple guys from sheriff's offices in Illinois on his land, like, trying to pose cool with guns in the dark. He's posing like a Georgian rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks exactly like that guy. Get, throw this up on his Instagram. Hey, I know what they're like now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's these guys in cargo pants being like, oh, man, if a mother and her son try to cross this border, I'd like to see them do it while I point an assault rifle at them. Or yeah, it's yeah. Like not necessary. And he's like just doing it on the strength of Warren Buffett's money and being his son. Like yeah. there's no, like he hasn't earned his crazy uh, passion here. He basically gets a yearly, it turns into just like a yearly allowance basically because it's just that Warren Buffett pays this much money to, to, to upkeep whatever he pretends to do that's like between 150 and 200 million dollars a year, I think. This is by far the worst in terms of like the way the money was spent. So like this went on like 2016. He'd made $22 million in gifts to the Cochise County Sheriff's Office. Then he was inserted into their command structure. So he's now like a ranch patrol liaison officer with the rank of deputy commander. So it's like yeah, by buying absurd military equipment for the Border Patrol, which is already obviously terrible and is escalating anything that would happen there, he gets to be even more cowboy, do even more cowboy shit. Because he's like, here, if I give you 400 guns, can I also... Walk around. I feel like if you do this, what he's doing, you've shot somebody. And so I want to know, like, did you cover it up? Like, what happened? Like, you've been walking around with this itchy trigger finger with an AK on the border for, you know, 10 years. It's like, you've shot somebody. And then it's just like, did that ever get reported? Who wants to be a vigilante when the thing you're protecting from is, like, families? Like, what is this weird, twisted vigilante thing where... Messed up people. Yeah, very, yeah. Very yeah. messed up people. Yeah. Racist LARPers. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. the threat of this person that you're pointing your assault rifle at is that they will settle in your country. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, no, you better and, not buy a house yeah. here. You better not uh, <laughs> have a family and a job and just uh, do the same stuff yeah. everyone else is right now doing. <laughs> yeah. Going fine. You want to yeah. come participate in our economy? Yeah. Mother, you know, get, yeah. yeah. get out of yeah. here. <laughs> Trying to pay taxes in my country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing jobs I would never do and living in communities that I'm actively hurting anyways. Yeah. Get out, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I- I'm surprised. I mean, like, he's like, what when? Warren Buffett's like, opinion on this is like maybe he doesn't care it's like that thing it's like hey you're my son and of course i love you but i'm gonna stop giving you one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year or 150 you know to go hunt minorities at the border yeah. yeah i mean look we know a lot of rich kids whose parents cut them off just because they didn't like their dick jokes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean that if that's enough of a reason 
hunting people who are trying yeah. to live here. Right. Migrants and refugees. Yeah. What's family dinner? Yeah. It's like, hey, did you shoot any migrants lately? Right. Like <laughs> Howard, you know, it's just like, it doesn't really matter, but it's like, he is like 64. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if you're a weird asshole that is a gun nut, it's like, don't you sort of grow out of it? He, you're still patrolling? The border's not more secure with you there. His dad hires people to like put fake footprints, do basically like a murder mystery on the border. So there's like leaves obvious tracks for Howard to follow and then like find a fake coyote. Like, oh, you caught me. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the sheriff's like, good job, Howard. We'll take him to the tank. And then they just like take them back to LA and they're like, right. thanks so much. Here's your money for great job. Everybody acting. Just just over the hill, there's a bunch of trailers and, and equipment vehicles for yeah. filming. Like, yeah, oh, just yeah, out-of-work yeah. actors. He like, <laughs> recognizes one. He's like, weren't you like Angel and Dexter? And the guy's like, no, I'm a coyote now. You caught me, Howard Buffett. But... Howard Buffett. <laughs> and Wyatt Coke. I mean, these rich people are not giving their kids good names. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Howard Buffett is definitely <laughs> has kind of Jay Wellington wimpy vibes. Yeah, it's sort of a hamburger. I would gladly pay you today for a hamburger tomorrow. <laughs> Feel to it. As we look at all the crazy kids that we've been looking at so far, like I wonder if there's more of them out there that we just don't know about. Like it, it seems like the upbringing of incredibly rich parent like this. I don't know. Maybe that's where it came from. And there's, I think there's one that have had legitimate success that people don't just don't know about. You know, it's oh, like yeah, the Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, no, there's Cage. definitely like most. Children of very rich people have had success. Yeah. This is the exception. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> these are like five people who are so profoundly unsuccessful that the bankroll of a billionaire could not make it happen. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. really what it is. Because it's like, they try to do stuff that, that relies on outside people getting into it, where it's like music. And so it's like, if you make bad music, it's impossible to make people like objectively bad music. So they're just left out. Where if they just started a fake bad business... People would just always think that business was successful because there'd be just an endless funnel of money into it. But music, people get to listen to and be like, this sucks. This is bad. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't buy the approval of the public. Yeah. So yeah. take that. Folks, that's the episode for this week. My thanks to Kate Willett and Eli Uden for uh, tolerating these sons, and in a few cases, daughters, who bought their way into dream jobs. It's a very, very strange world we live in, right? A lot going on. In our footnotes, you will find a window into that strange world, uh, the many cracked sources and outside sources, because we always use both, used to assemble this episode. Special thanks this week to cracked writer Alex Hanton for his article, Five People Who Abuse Their Power for Terrible Music Careers. Uh, that sparked basically every story in this show that had music in it. Uh, all the, <laughs> the many music videos that you will also find linked in the footnotes. You will also find a picture of Melissa Plancarte, daughter of the Knights Templar drug cartel leader, doing a fun Instagram pose in a, like, medieval knight costume as, like, a being cute on Instagram and also being winky about her murder father. Uh, so it's a really, a really wild world that some of these kids are in that you will see. Also, I super want to link you to the work of our fantastic guests this week. Weren't they great? Kate Willett is the host of Reply Guys, along with her co-host Julia Clare. You can hear that podcast anywhere you hear podcasts. You can also see her recent set on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. 
And then Eli Uden is uh, a great Twitch streamer, if you enjoy that. We're linking to that. We're also linking to his podcast, What a Time to Be Alive, co-hosted with Patrick Monahan and Kath Barbadoro, and just getting into the five craziest stories of the week every week. Find that anywhere you hear podcasts as well. And beyond all that, our theme music is Chicago Falcon by the Budos Band. This episode was engineered by Paul Ruest at Argo Studios in New York. It's excellent. Go there. And then it was edited by the indispensable Chris Souza. If you loved this episode, that's great. If you hated it, let me know about it on social media. That's right, social media. A space where former New York City mayors just sort of harass everyone. As far as I can tell, uh, there was sort of some, uh, you know, made up attacks on Bloomberg offices and stuff recently. Pretty wild to just see that on the old Twitter feed there. Free website. My own Twitter account on that free website is at Alex Schmitty. My Instagram is at Alex Schmitzstagram. And I'm on the wider internet at my website, alexschmitty.com. That's got my show dates, my fun email newsletter of free internet stuff tips, and so much more. And I'm here to say we will be back next week with more Cracked Podcast. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>